Welcome to Osler Legal Outlook, where we share insights on key legal developments from 2023 and their implications for Canadian business in 2024 and beyond. In this article, Digital Assets and Blockchain, the Year of Maturation, we look at the various events that impacted the digital currency sector in the last 12 months and how the market responded, including regulators, as they reacted and provided their guidance. The authors also look forward to what may be coming for this area of law in the year ahead. In years past, a series of industry failures and a lack of regulatory certainty threatened to chill the digital asset space. In 2023, the story changed. The digital asset market has stabilized as developers continue building new products and refining old ones. Meanwhile, Canadian regulators were busy publishing their views on existing regulations and their applicability to digital assets. The activity levels in 2023 are indicative of an industry and regulatory environment that is maturing. However, despite 2023's flurry of staff notices and guidance, the industry still has several unanswered questions. Hopefully, further clarity will emerge in 2024 on a number of fronts. These include the implications of proposed interim terms and conditions for stablecoin issuers, registration or other regulatory requirements for digital asset custodians, and regulation of decentralized finance, DeFi for short. Market participants should look for further refinements to the Framework for Registration of Crypto Asset Trading Platforms, CTPs for short. We also expect new guidance from federal regulators with respect to crypto asset exposures for federally regulated financial institutions. In addition, digital asset businesses involved in payments will want to be alert to the impact of the implementation of the Retail Payments Activities Act on their businesses. Crypto trading platforms put on notice and stablecoin issuers cautioned. On February 22, 2023, the Canadian Securities Administrators, CSA for short, released Staff Notice, SN for short, 21332, Crypto Asset Trading Platforms, Pre-Registration Undertakings Changes to Enhance Canadian Investor Protection, SN21332 for short. Staff's stated impetus for 21332 was the calamity in the crypto market spurred by the collapse of Terra Luna and FTX and the rampant contagion that followed. The fallout saw hedge funds such as Three Arrows Capital and yield protocols such as Celsius follow suit. Staff put CTPs, those holding custody of crypto assets, crypto contracts, on notice to start the registration process and commit to a pre-registration undertaking, PRU for short, in the interim, or else face enforcement action. In 2023, 11 different CTPs committed to PRUs. We expect the CSA and the Canadian Investment Regulatory Organization, Cairo for short, to continue to refine their framework and for new CTPs to continue to register with the CSA, while others graduate to Cairo registration. Following the release of 21332, Securities Commissions brought enforcement actions against unregistered CTPs. 
some of whom were no longer operating in Canada at the time of enforcement, including most recently against Femex Limited and Femex Technology. Canadian Securities Commissions note the assistance of foreign regulators during their enforcement actions, including the British Virgin Islands Financial Services Commission, a jurisdiction popular with crypto asset operators. Not only are Canadian Securities Commissions making good on their enforcement promise, but they are also not relinquishing their hold on offshore CTPs, even those with transient operations in Canada. At the same time, the CSA in 21.332 offered further guidance regarding the regulatory treatment of what the CSA terms value reference crypto assets, VERCAs. The industry generally refers to VERCAs as stablecoins, and there are various iterations of stablecoin arrangements in the market. The CSA considers that the use of the term stablecoin may be misleading in that stablecoins can experience price volatility. In 21.332, the CSA underscores that some stablecoins have failed to keep their value pegs to their respective currencies, causing loss to purchasers. However, not all stablecoins are inherently unstable. For instance, fiat-backed stablecoins such as USD coin, USDC for short, Gemini dollar, GUSD for short, and PAX dollar, PAXD, have historically exhibited prices in secondary markets that align very closely with their reference values. The terms and conditions outlined in 21332 that would apply to CTPs wishing to trade stablecoins are premised on the assumption that the CSA members have jurisdiction over all fiat-backed stablecoins. CSA staff have expressed their view that most stablecoins are securities and or derivatives without offering any legal reasons as to why they believe this to be the case. The CSA expects CTPs to only list stablecoins that are fully backed by fiat cash or cash equivalents at a one-to-one ratio. The CSA considers algorithmic stablecoins to be high-risk and designated them as off-limits for CTPs. The CSA releases further interim guidance on stablecoins. The much-anticipated Staff Notice 21333, Crypto Asset Trading Platforms, Terms and Conditions for Trading Value-Referenced Crypto Assets with Clients, SN21333 for short, was finally released on October 5, 2023. This staff notice represents further interim guidance. As was the case with 21332, CSA staff do not elaborate on the basis for their conclusion that stablecoins may constitute securities and or derivatives, and therefore fall within their regulatory purview. In 21333, the CSA set out additional expectations for both stablecoin issuers and CTPs who wish to trade stablecoins. Stablecoin issuers who commenced distributions through CTPs on or before February 22, 2023, are expected to provide an undertaking to the CSA by December 1, 2023, and stablecoin issuers who wish to have their stablecoins traded on Canadian CTPs after April 30, 2024, are expected to provide an undertaking to the CSA at a later date, 
before their stablecoin can be offered by CTPs. The undertaking notably includes the commitment to publish annual audited financial statements, as well as a requirement to file monthly attestation reports on reserve assets, among other things. Unsurprisingly, the CSA effectively prohibits the offering of stablecoins backed by anything other than cash or cash equivalents, denominated in Canadian or U.S. dollars, on a one-for-one basis. CTPs that deal in stablecoins are now waiting to see if prominent stablecoin issuers will file an undertaking in response to 21333. Given the fluidity of this situation, it is possible that some stablecoin issuers will have provided undertakings by the time this article is published. The CSA notes that it is open to receiving feedback on 21333. Given some of the onerous and potentially unpalatable requirements for stablecoin issuers, such as the requirement to make public annual audited financial statements, we expect and are hopeful that many industry players will express any concerns they have with the interim approach to stablecoin regulation espoused by the CSA staff. The CSA offers no indication as to when they intend to release a final framework. By contrast, other jurisdictions, such as the European Union and Singapore, have established a clear path or timeline to a clear path for stablecoins. Notable Development in the Ripple Labs Case The United States District Court ruled in July 2023 that Ripple Labs Inc.'s Ripple for short, XRP token was not a security when it was sold on a digital exchange or trading algorithm to the general public, the XRP decision. Although the Ontario Capital Markets Tribunal released decisions in Polo Digital Assets and MEC Global in 2022, and the Quebec Financial Markets Administrative Tribunal released its decision in XT.com Exchange in September 2023, finding certain crypto assets to be crypto contracts, Canadian courts have yet to opine on exactly when and under what circumstances a digital asset constitutes a security or derivative. No doubt, many in Canada were hopeful that the reasoning in the XRP decision may apply in Canada. However, the XRP decision has only persuasive value in Canada, if any, and will likely be appealed by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC for short. Further, less than a month after the XRP decision was released, a fellow judge of the district court refused to adopt the XRP decision when considering a motion to dismiss the SEC enforcement action against Terraform Labs and its founder, Do Kwan. However, in October 2023, the SEC dropped its lawsuit against Ripple's executives over retail XRP sales, removing a major threat for the defendants. This is seen as a significant win for Ripple and the wider crypto industry against the SEC's attempt to characterize cryptocurrencies as securities. When the dust settles, the United States may have some judicial clarity on when a digital asset constitutes a security, which in turn will define the scope of regulatory jurisdiction for securities regulators. 
In light of the parallels that exist between the securities regulatory frameworks of Canada and the United States, it is anticipated that successful legal outcomes in the U.S. could drive similar outcomes in the course of Canadian litigation. International Organizations Weigh In The International Organization of Securities Commissions, IOSCO for short, contributed two reports to the ongoing regulatory discussion surrounding global cryptocurrency regulation. First, in May 2023, IOSCO published a consultation report offering several recommendations regarding conflicts of interest, market manipulation, cross-border regulatory cooperation, custody of crypto assets, operational risks, and treatment of retail customers. Then, in September 2023, IOSCO published its Crypto Asset Roadmap, Policy Recommendations for Decentralized Finance, DeFi. IOSCO offered recommendations to Canadian securities regulators on how to develop and apply their regulatory frameworks to DeFi and its varied groups of market participants. Notably, the Ontario Securities Commission and Autorité des Marchés Financiers both sit on the IOSCO working group responsible for IOSCO's DeFi report. IOSCO's Same Activity, Same Risk, Same Regulatory Outcome approach to DeFi, which favors consistency in securities regulation within jurisdictions, potentially gives us some insight into how Canadian securities regulators may choose to regulate the DeFi market next year and beyond. Regulation of DeFi is a subject that the CSA has yet to comment on. The International Swaps and Derivatives Association, Inc., ISDA for short, also made its own contribution in the form of its February 2023 publication that offers an approach to defining digital asset-based derivatives. Provincial regulators move to regulate crypto custodians. On August 10, 2023, the Financial Services Regulatory Authority of Ontario, FISRA for short, initiated a consultation on proposed guidance regarding regulatory responsibilities for trust corporations, including crypto custodians operating in Ontario. The guidance highlights to Ontario consumers that crypto custodians are subject to FISRA's regulatory oversight and proposes a framework for compliance. FISRA is taking the position that a crypto custodian offering digital asset trustee services or that safeguards private keys pursuant to a contract is a trustee or bailey under Ontario law and must register with FISRA as a trust corporation under the Loan and Trust Corporations Act Ontario, provided such services are offered to the public of Ontario. Categorizing crypto custodians as trustees or baileys brings them within the scope of Ontario's regulatory scheme for trust corporations. Crypto custodians are closely monitoring FISRA's consultation and other provincial regulators' initiatives for developments in regulatory approach to digital asset custodianship. Federal regulatory initiatives also on the horizon. Finally, we look forward to seeing how new federal guidance shapes the industry. We expect the Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions' Guidelines on Capital and Liquidity Treatment of Crypto Asset Exposures 
to influence regulated financial institutions' decision to engage or not with digital assets. Similarly, we hope to see how regulators interpret the forthcoming Retail Payment Activities Act as it applies to digital asset business, particularly those involved in payments. For more information on these topics, see our Managing Risks and Meeting the Future Financial Services Regulatory Themes and Trends article. Osler Legal Outlook is brought to you by Osler Hoskin & Harcourt, LLP. Osler is a leading national law firm with a singular focus, your business. We advise clients on an array of domestic and cross-border legal issues, drawing on the expertise of over 550 lawyers to provide the answers you need when you need them. Osler Legal Outlook provides general information only and does not constitute legal or other professional advice. Specific advice should be sought in connection with your circumstances. For more information about Osler, please visit our website at osler.com. For the full Osler Legal Outlook, please visit www.legaloutlook.ca.